This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, beaten. You see now that you get a closer look that these feet were not cleanly cut off. What is left of his shins and legs is just a mangled disaster. Broken. It's like there's no one home. It's just sort of like this glaze, glazed over look like he barely recognizes you. And lost. Della. Baron. You found me. Lord Iron Tusk faces those he's left behind. Della is just standing in front of Lord's cage, staring at him. By the looks of it, you got yourselves another group of people involved in your mess. So don't go tell me you were trying to save me from your goddamn curse. It's an evil, dark curse. It'd have been a mercy if I would have died. All of you would have been better off. The adventure continues now. Welcome back, everybody, to the Glass Cannon Podcast. My name is Joe O'Brien, and I am here to welcome you to episode 101 of the show. Isn't that an exciting number? It's just a nice, even milestone, 101. It's been very exciting to get here. The march to 101 was a very nerve-wracking experience for all of us. I can't keep this joke going. Uh, The march to 100 is over, you guys. It was so exciting. We cannot understate how important all of you have been to that whole build. It was just so fun seeing everybody write on social media about it, hashtag March 100, and to get that energy going. And that is what we walked into that session with, that kind of energy. And then to have Troy put together this prequel idea and just run with it, it was a really fun session for me, and I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. We love doing new things on the show every now and then, and I just I hope that You guys had a good time. But now it's time to move on to the next step, the next episode in this journey. And when I sit down to play this, I truly don't know what we're going to do or what is happening. I was in the same position you guys were. So I'm going to let you get to it in one second. But I just want to thank everybody that showed up for the Reddit AMA during the premiere release of episode 100 last week. It was so much fun for us to sit around and just read these incredible questions that are sent by our audience. So many funny and insightful and clever questions that some that really got us thinking about our characters and our gameplay and what we do and others that just had us laughing about just great memories of the show. So thanks to everybody who came out for it. And there were just so many questions that we really couldn't even get to some of them physically. So our apologies to those people that we were not able to answer. But this was not the last Reddit AMA. It will be back. It was so fun for us that there's no doubt in my mind it's going to be happening again. With that said... The March to 100 would not have been possible without all the help that you guys give us, not only through the Patreon, if you are able to, but just spreading the word about the show when you are able to. Things like iTunes reviews and tweeting out stuff about our show, it just helps. Every little bit helps. And so we thank you guys for everything that you do for us. But now it's time to forget all that work for a second and just think about what is going to happen today. Please enjoy. Episode 101 
of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Matthew, you're usually pretty good at uh, odds. What are the odds that this episode is going to be hot garbage after 100? <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty good. I mean, I think we should literally just not even try to make it good because it's impossible and just do like equipment and loot. Sheets. <laughs> Let's just talk about loot sheets, like sell uh, statues that you found along the way. Every instance of healing. Yeah, we'll do all the, the healing rolls. Use up that wand. Um, <laughs> we could do teaching Lexington tricks. Oh, that'd be for fun. An hour. Handle yeah. animal checks. Uh, lots of appraise checks would be good. Um, <laughs> We're all very tired. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's a new era. Episode 101, the March to 200 yeah. begins. <laughs> yeah! The March to 200 begins. <laughs> the May to 200. <laughs> oh, well... I guess we're we're in this for the long haul now, guys. There's really there's no way around it. We've got to do at least a hundred more. Um, That's fine with me. I'm having a great time. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good considering one of your characters lost all his powers and the other one lost all his feet. Exactly. <laughs> I, that's that's how much fun this game is. Just a third level cavalier and a cripple. <laughs> um, it's very insensitive. <laughs> yes, yes, that's my, that's what I do. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you guys have any questions? No? Good, good, good. Uh, this is going to be a very uh, unique episode because this is going to be the first one where we are switching to Roll20 for the maps. Now, I don't think we'll do it all the time. Um, pretty sure it'll be a uh, an unmitigated disaster, uh, but it might I, I, there's a part of me that hopes that it's actually going to be a lot easier. I don't know. I don't have to get up and move around, move pieces and everything. I just have to do it on my laptop. So right now, everyone is sitting here with their laptops, and I've got my Roll20 up. Everybody has their Roll20s, and uh, we're going we're gonna to see, see how it goes. But uh, it won't affect the listeners, <laughs> except... <laughs> Through the frustration that it causes all of us. Right, right. When I go to move a character and I move the entire map and it screws up the grid, <laughs> and like, oh, I fuck, literally oh, punch fuck. Joe in the face. <laughs> you know, or, or, I, I don't like to upset potential sponsors, which is why I want to give a big shout out to Mercedes Benz Motor Vehicles, the <laughs> finest driving experience on the planet. I don't know, Grant. <laughs> Sometimes I just don't know. <laughs> Um, Grant's recording a different podcast <laughs> in another room. I'm trying to imagine what we would have to do on this podcast to even attract the attention of Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> More I German got, from Matthew, I like, think. Have start. I got a pitch for you? Hey, uh, Troy, can I help you to some Nestle Toll House cookies? <laughs> That'd sure, be the whole good. show. That'd be, would just, just be them, product placement. Pass them right over show. those M&Ms. Branded yeah. content. Mm. That's what we're all about here. Nestor turns and picks up a Heineken and sips it. Mmm, <laughs> delightful, he says. Man, that's refreshing. <laughs> that's the finest Heine I've seen since Absalom. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, I guess, uh, as usual, you should just humor me for a moment. As Orphus's lungs crackle on the brazier, oh. eventually they fade out as the brazier remains lit. 
we pull back to reveal that same room, that same inquisition room. But now the cast of characters is much different. Orphus's body is no longer on the table. Urathash, his two generals, lieutenants, whatever they were, the cave bear, are no longer there. And Lork Iron Tusk, footless, uses what last bit of energy he has, turns over and looks into the eyes of Delanarn and, as far as he's concerned, Baron Redheart. I imagine Lork, as well as being gaunt, has like a thick, thick gray beard. Very similar to like what Davos looks like now on Game of Thrones, since Liam Cunningham is the actor that plays it. Yep. And that is what you see. Baron grabs the bars of his cage and tries to get Lork to make eye contact with him. Lork's not... He looks him right in the eyes, but it's like there's no one home. It's just sort of like this glazed-over look like he barely recognizes you. So there's clearly things that he wants to say to Lork, but seeing that he's glazed over and not cognizant of what's being said, um, he's going to try to break him free. He's going to try to open the cage, uh, heal him a little bit, but there's, oh, oh, there's, there's words to be said. If you would refer to your roll 20, (laughs) I will show you the immense scope of this ridiculously sized room. Oh, wow. You came up this huge, 10-foot-wide, some, at some points 15-foot-wide, winding staircase up to this level, similar to the ones you came up uh, through the first uh, two levels. This is the third. Dell and Baron, right when they walked in to their right, saw an older man lying face down in a cage. Um, couldn't tell if he was alive or dead. Just beyond that man two younger men that you knew were alive because they were twitching with all of the uh, flaying that had been done to their skin. Obviously to the left is Lork Iron Tusk. It is a huge room lit only by the braziers that are evenly spaced between six cages in a circle around where the table is surrounded by various instruments of torture. And underneath the table is this very impressive uh, insignia of like an anvil, and behind the anvil, a mountain. At the top of the mountain, a glowing star. At the lower left-hand corner of the mountain, a moon. And at the lower right-hand corner, what looks like maybe a cloud or something. Baron and Della roll a perception check. Natural 20, 33. 33. 13 for Della. 13 for Della. And you guys both have uh, dark vision. Uh, Baron, uh, you go as you go to the cage to try and get Lork out, you see just beyond him, 
to the cage in the middle right of the room is another old man just laying at the bottom of the cage. Can't tell if he's asleep, alive, dead, and his face is covered by a giant floppy hat. Um, Before we open any of these cages, uh, just for safety's sake, I think it's wise, I turn to the group and say, we got to check out all these cages before we get Lork out of here. Uh, So I, I approach that old man and see if he is responsive to any conversation. He appears to be either asleep or unconscious at the moment. Same thing. Okay. Um, But you do notice as you walk into the room, uh, on the far side, in the cage just beyond where the two younger men are, is another cage with a small creature in it. And all you see is a red hat. <laughs> and then just, just beyond that cage, there's two cages on that side of the room, uh, is a staircase leading up further into the spire. Baron rubs his whiskers and thinks to himself, hmm, maybe red should be my next hat. Um, without knowing any of the gruesome details behind the pigmentation of said nomad. Um, So very quickly, he goes around to all the cages to see if anyone is responsive before attempting to get the party to unlock Lork's cage, just to make sure everything's all right. When you walk over towards the cage with the red-hatted creature, he jumps up at the cage and starts, uh, like, fairly shaking it, like... Uh, Baron jumps back and says, Whoa, partner, how'd you get in there? You know these folks locked up in the other cages? He continues making those sounds, and he looks like if you came any closer, he would just reach out and start scratching at your face. All right, I walk away from that. He eventually goes back down. Della is just standing in front of Lork's cage, staring at him. Can she reach him to do a heel check? Sure. You gonna lay your hand on him? Yeah, I guess so. <gasps> Twelve. Feel a cold, clammy hand <laughs> on your inner thigh. <laughs> you can see all the veins through the skin. <laughs> Lork sort of realigns his uh, his focus. And he sees Della, but I can't remember. Did he see her with blue hair? No. no, no, that was after. That was after. That's what I thought. That was after you left us. So he realigns his like focus and no bitterness. Notices her face, but it can't quite put it together. I mean, obviously, it's not really bright light. So, it's, but he can see the just the subtle difference. And he's like, Della. He's like on the verge of weeping. His throat is extremely dried out. He can barely speak. Every time he starts to speak, he starts to cough a little bit. Della will take her, her canteen and offer him some water through the cage. He greedily like doesn't like pour it all over himself, but he like, <laughs> drinks a little bit um, and tries to drink a little too much. I think. So she um, takes it. She like takes. She like takes it back. Yeah, and he's like. Oh. Get here. And Baron slowly walks over as they're talking, but lets them talk. Doesn't interrupt. Oh, Della doesn't say anything at all. So, 
seeing this impasse, this conversational impasse that they have arrived at, uh, Baron slowly walks up to him, squats down. I assume he's not standing. Work. No. And he's and basically s- in fetal position, right? Yeah, and you, you see now that you get a closer look that this is not these feet were not cleanly cut off. They were just it, it, the bottom of what it left of his uh, shins and legs is just a mangled disaster. And he curls his lips downwards as if he smelled something foul. Just awful, like driving past a skunk on the highway. And he looks at Lork, really breathing deep, and says, Lork. Baron, you found me. Oh, we found you. You damn fool. How'd you get caught up in this cage? We were attacked in a town that was overrun by giants. Uh, They took us, me and these others in the cages here. They killed one. A half-orc like me. You must get out of here. You must flee as fast as you can. Now listen to me, Lork. I followed you once, and you were a great leader to learn from. And oftentimes, I did as you said, but not as you do. And right now, I'm not going anywhere. We're gonna... We don't run... From our responsibility. We're going to cut... Adele you. gets up and walks away. Nice. We're going to get you out of here. But... God damn it, Lord. Why'd you have to go away from us? Why'd you have to get yourself caught in this damn mess you know you was never good at scouting ahead and going on your own you know that whole heap of trouble you got us in before and by the looks of it you got yourselves another group of people involved in your mess so don't go tell me you were trying to save me from your goddamn curse this is my curse I feel it now more than ever. It's drawn you to me. It's an evil, dark curse. It'd have been a mercy if I would have died. All of you would have been better off. But now I have this unbearable pain, and I'm going to bring it all on you. The only one who was ever capable putting my life on the line was myself same goes for Galabras same goes for Gormley same goes for Ingrahild and I don't want to put another man's family in my mouth but same goes for Jason and Brand I'm going to tell you that much right now and even if you have a curse I was willing to bear it shoulder to shoulder with you uh Listen, mates, I'm, I'm as stricken by this outrageous coincidence as anyone here, but we are still in an active combat area. Uh, I don't know if we want to resolve that before we get into the familiar discord. Uh, Sir Will is 
moving from cage to cage, uh, avoiding the red cap and um, trying to just take note of what he could possibly do to help anybody. Yeah, he, when he goes over to the cage with the two younger men in it, and they're just like, they're in rough shape. Mechanically, similar to Lork, 24 points of non-lethal damage, both of them. And they're just like, uh, reaching out to Sir Will. I will help you. Lay back and rest. Uh, I will do what I can. He knows that he cannot summon the divine powers to aid with the magical healing, but he'll try to do a heal check and see if he can use some of his more mundane skills to ease their pain at the moment. Um, 16. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, you calm their emotions. Dell is going to go check out the old man with no hat. The old man with no hat. Um, you walk over to the cage, and it's just, uh, you see a pretty elderly man, face down, no movement. She's going to stick a hand in and try to jostle him a little bit. Nothing. Roll a heel check. 19. He's dead. 100%. All right, so she'll go over to join Sir Will with the the young men. Whip out the wand, do a little wanding. See if she can't help them out a little bit, since Will can't. Sure. Eight. Six. You're just kind of going back and forth, yeah, getting them back one, one, up. One, yeah. one, So, yeah, four, five wands, they're, they're eased. You see the sort of flaying magically start to seal up, but not like... All of it, you know what I mean? There's still scars left behind. Um, but they seem, between Sir Will talking to them and you coming over and using your magic, they are in much better shape. Uh, what about the other old man? The other old man uh, appears to be either asleep or unconscious. I'm sure Baron would have let you know that. And uh, Baron turns to Nestor and says... I certainly could use your assistance in unlocking these cages, but I'm going to take care of this green ones. Sorry, the green green cages? No, the green man inside of the Oh, the, the green cage. man? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest using your gun, but um, yeah, I'll get the rest of these. Umlo also comes up and enters the room and sees Lork and just kind of bows his head. Lork, if you're still looking in that direction, uh, you notice two things. You don't see Ingrahild, and Umlo's right hand is completely made of steel. <laughs> so weird <laughs> to see this stuff with no context. A lot has happened. Yeah. Um, and there's a small knight with them, with the wolf and the criminal that you and Baron went to speak to with Jagrin yeah. the night before you left. They all enter the room. Wheels turning, wheels spinning, as Baron <coughs> attempts to get you out of the cage. What are you doing to do, Baron? It doesn't look to be that difficult of a lock. Nestor has warned you against using your gun. So... Baron kind of has this cold, steely, not killers, but just upset. It's almost like, um, 
if someone were to hit a dog, I imagine that's how he'd be approaching this. I don't condone that and have never done that. But um, he realizes that he's being too harsh by wanting to pull his gun out and shoot it off. And he also realizes the situation of being in the middle of this kind of open air tower place and, and thinks better of it. And, and will eventually ask Nestor to, to assist on this one, too. So, I mean, I can take ten on all of them. Just take, like, a minute on each of them. And that would be a 32, if that's sufficient. Yeah. So, with the exception of the uh, red cap, I would assume. I don't touch his cage. I don't go near it. Unlock. I know them. The cage with the old man with the floppy hat. Mm -hmm. The cage with the two uh, men that Della and Sir Will just brought back. Um, maybe even unlock the cage with the dead body and you unlock Lork's cage. Yeah. And as I'm doing Lork's cage, it's, like, it's been a long time, mate. You've, you've all made it so far. How? Yeah, well, no thanks to you, but... Um, <laughs> you know. Although, you know, this is while he's, like, working the lock. He's like, to be fair, I mean, I think that they're being a bit harsh on you. I mean, I see the shape you're in. You've suffered enough, as I can see, at least for the moment. <clears throat> He's like, Baron, do you have anything that can help the pain? And Baron pulls out uh, what is really... He, he stopped drinking as much since he's become an Inquisitor. And... Uh, he pulls out his last good bottle of whiskey from his duster and says, uh, I know you wouldn't have a drink with me that one day, but I hope you'll have one with me now. And he pulls the cork out with his teeth, takes a swig, wipes his mouth off, and hands it to Lork. Lork, hand shaking, takes it, dribbles some into his mouth is so happy to have maybe some relief from this constant pulsing non-stop pain that is really kind of eating up his ability to even think straight um and he hands it back thank you so much thank you baron i'm i'm sorry i left you but i don't regret it look at what became of us the same could happen to you it's it's horrible here. Baron will take a knee again, and he's going to actually put his hand on the back of Lork's head and put his forehead right on his forehead and look him right in the eyes in a, in a comforting way. Kind of like a father would do a son, but they're equals in a lot of ways, if Lork not being a little bit older. And he says, A life... Fighting orcs and killing giants side by side with Lieutenant Lork Iron Tusk is a life I would be proud to live regardless of how it ends. And Lork just sort of starts to shake and then he just starts to break down, uh, crying. Della has been kind of in the in the, the shadows of the room along the wall watching this, and she's looks has this look on her face like she's about to vomit. And uh when no one's really watching, she reaches into her pack and pulls out the the, uh, the pint 
of blood from the Oni, and she downs it. Jesus. <laughs> wow. And cast blood transcription. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so, Lork, we got to get you out of here, buddy, or, or figure out a place to keep you. Uh, it's not safe here. Uh, I just don't know what to do. With Maybe we should leave them until we're done. How often do they come back? Have they been back? Like, when was the, uh, when was Orfas Norkim killed? That was really good. You're, <laughs> you're not 100% sure you've lost track of days because there's no, uh, the only light in here is the light of the brazier and you've been in and out of consciousness. But it's been, it, feels like it has it's been uh, a week. Okay, but it hasn't been like an, a couple hours. No. Got it. Okay. And before that, they were coming in at regular intervals. You only remember seeing the head guy that one time. Um, but his sentries have been in and out. Okay. They patrol this room fairly regularly. Someone might be coming. Maybe we should leave them until we're until we're done. That seems a bit callous at first glance, but if we uh, make it look like your cages are locked, they don't hurt you when they walk by, do they? They they hurt us. Oh no. They hurt them. And he points to the two young guys who got flayed. But do they come from above or below? They come from below, right? Below, yeah. below. Oof. Always from below. Oh uh, well, that's not a trouble. It's not a problem anymore, mate. So you don't know anything about what's upstairs, right? No, I've never been higher than this room. Well, I don't know, mate. I mean, they're, they're baggage at this point. I, I, I'm not carrying him. Uh, I want to make a litter. I, I don't know what to do, mate. I don't know what to do, mate. And as you guys are talking and whatnot, the other old man with the floppy hat wakes up. He's in rough shape, but De- he wakes up. Della goes to him, and uh, she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna touch his uh, touch his arm and cast cure light wounds. <sighs> breathe, <sighs> breathe easy, friend. <sighs> Five points of healing. <sighs> Three points of healing. Oh, thank you, dear. dear. She'll uh, offer him some water. She'll kind of like get him up to, to sitting. You see, like uh, his his garments he's wearing all over his chest are just is covered in blood. Like looks like he was hit by a bookcase. <laughs> a big, huge blood stain on his chest. Can she? Can Della kind of like? Push away the garments to see, look to examine the injury. Do a heel check. Uh, yeah, if he'll he'll let you. I mean, he's in, he'll probably he's pretty weak. Can I ease your pain? Will you let me ease your pain, old man? Yes. She'll do uh, infernal healing on him. Just give it a moment. Just give it a moment. Ugh, demon's blood. Yes. All right. All right. You know the spell. You know the magics. Uh, yes. Yes. I. I know it well. I don't dabble in it much myself, but I'm familiar with its use. It can be useful sometimes, you'd agree. Uh, yes, I fear it. I think I've broken some ribs. My injuries are internal. Perhaps I pierced an organ or two. But yes, this is helping. Thank you, my dear. And you slowly gain hit points over the next ten minutes. You slowly start feeling better and better, but... You are in rough shape. Della's going to turn to Nestor and say, You're right, we should move. Leave them, take them. 
we What's should, the plan? We should go. I mean, we can't take him with us. Let's finish this up, and then we'll come back and figure out what to do with him. I mean, if it's up to me, I don't even want to say, but uh, well, we should go upstairs and then, like, you know, burn that bridge and we come to it. Before we leave, if we can quickly glance over what appears to be two bookshelves and a box crate or chest in, in the room and under the table. Just not deeply investigating, but some sort of perception check. That'd be great. 31. Uh, the bookshelves uh, are mostly uh, branding irons, more torture instruments, and uh, in the box is uh, torn off strips of flesh. Ugh. Alright, let's go. Leave the green man and the other feathers to recuperate. Let's go. Anytime you walk by the other cage. Della is going to look at the old man and say, what's, what's, with, what's with the red hat? Oh, he was a an ally of ours for a time, under compulsion, not voluntarily. I probably should have killed him before the f- spell expired, but here we are. Can you compel him again? I can, but I I need my spell book and time to study. I haven't had a lot of free time in the last week or so. <laughs> well, if we're going to get you out of here, we're going to need all the help we can get. So I would get to remembering. Yes, yes, of course. Thank you. All right, let's head up the stairs. So is the plan to leave all of them in their cages, unlocked, but make it look locked? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's probably the best option for them. Della will will walk by the uh, Lork's cage. And she'll, without saying a word, she's just going to drop her dagger into the cage <laughs> to leave with him. Nice. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so Lord, I mean, he wants, he's looking at Baron not saying anything. In his head, he wants to say, like, I'm so sorry, but please don't leave me. Please come back. But he's thinking, after Baron's, like, speech, he's like, he trusts him. He knows that he's going to do everything in his power to come back. Yeah, like this is the clue you, you've been maybe even praying for death oh, yeah. the last week or so. And you finally see somebody and they're like, just stay here, we'll be right back. You got to, there's going to be a party that'll be like, I'm never seeing them again. Right, exactly. But You're I broken. Yeah, but I also can't. There's no way I can argue, like, take me with you. <laughs> and then Baron turns to Lork and everyone else and says, get in my bag of holding. No, <laughs> um, so, Della, Baron. Sir Will Lexington, Nestor, and Umlo make their way to the stairs. You go up the winding staircase. It turns, and you feel a rush of cold air come over you as you start to go up the steps. And uh, you can see I've opened it up here on the map for you. You see a staircase leading up to another level of the spire. Cold winds rushing in. Cold mountain winds. Stealthy? Stealthy, stealthy? I'll take your lead. You'll take the lead. What time of day is it, by the way? 
Um, well, your last rest was the uh, after the Oculus and Rotter Blood Freckle fight. Uh, then you came in, killed the Hill Giants who were taking their nap, killed Tharg Three Eyes, went upstairs, fought the Cyclops and the Rocks, not before uh, going in and checking out that chapter house. Then you went to the other room with all the paperwork and books and maps. Then you came up here. So I would say it's nearing... We'll say it's like four o'clock. Um, while we're walk- <coughs> walking, can Della roll her spellcraft on her uh, on the blood transcription? Uh, sure. What was it? Ten plus the. Remind me how this works again. So if you drink the blood, I can. I it's as if I know it, and then I can learn it through yeah, normal means. Yeah, it's in an hour. You're transcribing. It's an way. hour. All right, I'll do it later then. Yeah. Well, that- I, is it? Don't you have an hour within drinking it? Or something? No, I, did, it's I had twenty-four hours. I had to drink the blood within twenty-four hours. Yeah, which I, I did. Okay, so it doesn't have to be fresh blood, as long as it's within a day. Still fresh within, within a, a day. day Relatively of fresh. Ah, by consuming one pint of blood from a spellcaster killed within the last twenty-four hours, yeah. you can attempt to learn a spell that the spellcaster knew. Yeah, so it is still within twenty-four hours. Um, yeah, you have until basically till tonight. Right, I'll do it tonight. So I don't. I didn't mean to derail us in this. Yeah, it's okay. I'm just uh, forgot about that. I don't know what the. We'll look it up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna do a stealth. I'm a stealth. All right. We'll stealth. Nice. Uh, Thirty-six. All right. So Nestor, you um, sneak ahead and very, very silently. Is anyone going to stealth? Try and stealth with Nestor, or just um, see what happens. <coughs> Del will go with him. 21. 21. All right. Um, you guys can move yourself to the edge of the map. <coughs> Sir Will's going to hang back, obviously. Uh, so Della and, and Nestor at the top. Cold Mountain winds howl wickedly through the shattered stonework of this chamber. You look up and you see that almost half of the tower's floor and outer wall has crumbled away exposing the inner chambers to vertiginous heights and the battering elements. It is freezing cold as you hit the top because you're just being buffeted by mountain winds. Is there is there a roof at all, or is it just... Uh, yes, yeah, there's a broken. roof. It's just like the, the floor and the outer wall has crumbled away, but there is uh, a roof above you. Okay. Same height as all the other floors. No stairs leading up as far as we can see. As far as you can see, no. There's two uh, sort of walls. One at the, which would have been like relative to where the end of the steps were where you guys came up, and then one directly across from uh, Nestor and Della, um, blocking off parts of the chamber. Looks like there might have been another wall as well that has since uh, broken away. And at the edge, it's all just open sky and you would figure you are hundreds of feet above the ground hmm. looking outside because, Della, you flew earlier right. and saw the top of this spire. Della's going to turn and wave the others up since I, I don't see any obvious sign of danger, right? No. I'm going to do just a quick perception check. 26. 26. You don't see anything. Sir, we'll head up the steps on Lexington. Baron stands between Della and Nestor. I mean, just look at the size of this room. From the top of the stairs, Sir Will, you get to the the top there. You're basically closest to the stairs. It is uh, 110 feet 
to the edge <laughs> where the thing breaks off. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the early going parts of the thing when they're in Antarctica and it's really blowing and they can see really the bright shining parts of day um, and just coming to the top of a ridge. It's pretty epic. Yeah. Um, Della kind of wants to check out what's behind the wall just to for thoroughness's sake. But maybe we should do a coordinated action so we don't get pinchered. Mm-hmm. Pincered. 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 Um... Okay, so what's the plan? Do you want to go up and to the right? Why do you go up and to the left? Or you all go one way? Uh, I'm going to go up to the right. I'll take the left. Oh. There's a... Yeah. That's your... Just... Nestor's just walking I'm going to go up. through the rubble and towards this wall, angular wall, at the northeastern corner. Um, Baron will take the split the difference between the two of them. All right, so Nestor goes up to look behind the wall to the right... Della goes up to look around the wall to the left. Baron goes right through the middle of the rubble just to kind of keep it safe. Nestor, as you turn and look, you see a pile of treasure in the northeast oh, corner. Oh, shit. Of course he does. <laughs> well, well, well. How <laughs> convenient. Well. Nothing here. Uh, everyone go downstairs. I'll meet you shortly. Cool. Okay. Yeah, you see a huge pile of treasure. And Della, you turn and see uh, part of the floor. There's a huge hole. The wall, the outer wall on the southern portion of this part of the tower is still intact, but there's a huge hole that goes straight down, you would think would drop you straight down into... uh, The room below? The room below. Oh, cool. Perception, just to hear anything, see anything. Perhaps a dragon... Out, uh, out in the out in the distance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can roll over your perception from before, and you don't see anything. Okay. What do you What do you see over there, coin? Uh, well, oddly enough, a few coins. So, you know, and I'm, I'm an honest man. Weapons, uh, potions, scrolls, all ooh. sorts of shit. Yeah, there's uh, some some very exciting objects up here. If you want to join me, Sir Will? What are you doing? And Baron, what are you doing? Sir Will is keeping, uh, he's staying at the top of the stairs and just listening for any trouble downstairs where they left the innocent people. Oh, okay. Baron's going to roll, uh, he's going to join Coin in a second to help spellcraft and appraise things. But he's going to roll a survival check to look for any footprints, the sign of any animals, anything like that that could be up here. And we know there are a lot of drakes in this area. This is up high, it seems open on one side, so looking for threats. All right, so you guys going up towards the treasure hoard? I'm just trying to get a yeah. Della will will join Nestor and check shit out. 22 on survival. 22 on survival. Um, you do see uh, some uh, footprints. It looks like it's all from one creature. You don't see any... Uh, Actually, no, you do see uh, footprints that are made from some sort of giant humanoid, and then you see other footprints that has to be some sort of animal. Hmm. And uh, Knowledge Nature would clarify that or no? Um, it'd have to be really high, but you can try it. Uh, 24. 24? Um, I mean 25 like Matthew. I forgot to add my flanking bonus. <laughs> World's greatest cheater. Matthew Capitacasa. It, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty hard to tell. It, it, it looks like it walks on two legs. But it could walk on four. 
most likely to. I know nothing of this animal. I don't know any animals that walk on two legs, and even fewer that walk on four. (laughs) Like, it looks like it does a little bit of both. Interesting. Drakey, Drakey. Yeah. So, Um, it's an amphibian. (laughs) Shall we take a look at this treasure? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to uh, just keep my eye on the edge of the the floor (laughs) where it drops off, just kind of scanning the horizon like while everyone else looks at what's what's happening yeah it's pretty beautiful um where you're looking you can't really see you just see more of the mountain uh you'd have to like you'd have to go right up to the edge and peek your head around the corner which i'm assuming you wouldn't do to see out yeah i'm gonna stay away from the edge on the uh grounds of uh everything you guys came across when to get to the cathedral but nestor you have those cat's great boots that's true i could jump off this thing and be fine try it but uh (laughs) But no, I'm just really just mindful of anything that come coming our way. Okay. Um, so you guys go over there and start digging through the treasure. Everybody roll a perception check, uh, not Sir Will. 28. 17. Uh, 29. 29. And Umlo, uh, 27? Oh, yeah, is Umlo up there as well? Yeah, Umlo comes running over, like, at full speed. <laughs> like, comes jumping over the rubble and says, It's treasure, let me at it! I'm a dwarf and that's all I care about! <laughs> so, Della, Della, you rolled low. 28. Oh, you rolled 28. Uh, Baron, you rolled the 17. Um, all right, so Umlo comes up. He's looking through that. Della uh, is kind of keeping her eye on Nestor, who's got his eye trained on the horizon. And Nestor, you just hear <laughs> I, I don't like cliches, but we've got company. <laughs> and you see a dragon oh, no. swooping what? down Wait a minute. above <laughs> above you and coming down. What? Oh. The minute uh, someone's hands started going through the treasure, <laughs> everyone roll for initiative. <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> Good old Joe's gonna roll. Can you? Can I get a Joe's gonna roll while you're, while you're on it, Skip? Sure. <laughs> Joe's gonna roll. Joe's gonna roll. Four initiative for Sir Willamette. A four initiative for Sir Willamette. Well, I'll just go ahead and put you right at the bottom. <laughs> Baron rolled a twenty-eight. 28 for Baron. Uh, okay, 20 for Baron. Anybody over Baron? All right. Uh, uh, 20, 20 for Nestor. Also. 20 for Nestor. Um, 16 for Della. And what about Umlo? Uh, sorry, I was just looking for his profile. <laughs> uh, nah, 8. 8? Yes. All right, still enough to beat Sir Will. <laughs> uh, okay. Damn it. Uh, Baron, you did not uh, see it coming with a 17. So it is the surprise round for Nestor, Della, Umlo, and the dragon. <laughs> who rolled a 25 initiative. <laughs> Way to screw me out of first round, Troy. The dragon comes from above you, almost as if it was perched atop the spire of this middle Spire. <laughs> it comes around, turns, and unleashes a breath weapon on all of you. Oh, a shit. cone of flame just 
comes out of the mouth oh. of this red dragon. Oh no! Everyone, red dragon. Oh, no. Everyone, roll a <laughs> reflex save that is up there. So everyone except Sir Will and Lexington. Oh yes, twenty six for Della. Okay, twenty nine for Nestor. All right, twenty three uh, for Baron. Okay, Umlo. Umlo fails. Oh, oh. no, oh, Umlo. <laughs> it was a very high DC, and only Umlo failed. So half damage. For the rest. Thirty-one points of damage to Umlo. Sixteen to the rest. (laughs) Zero to Della. Ah, The dragon foe amulet. Yes! So when you make a successful reflex save, you get zero. Yeah. So it's like uncanny dodge for breath weapons. Yeah. Evasion. Specifically against breath weapons. All right. There's there's some other stuff too, but... Uh, All right, Nestor, surprise round. Uh, So in a surprise round... Move action or a standard action? Right, so I can't do a swift action, right? Correct. Okay. Uh is that true? What is it? Uh, you, a swift I can't action? do a swift action. You can do a swift action anytime you could do a free action. Oh, okay. Then I do uh, study targets. Uh, the dragon. Uh, 23 to hit. Miss. You see Nestor just fire away. Sir Will, you can hear something happening around the wall, but you can't see shit. You did, however, just feel heat. Yeah. Come from behind this wall. Uh, Della, surprise round. Della's going to just whip out that lightning bolt that she got from the from the, uh, the Oni. 76, and you get a reflex save. 76. And is there a range touch, or it just hits? It just hits. You just get a reflex for half. Okay, reflex for half. It's, I think it's DC 17. Rolled a 17. Ah. 27 points of damage. 27. That's Woo-hoo. half, or that's full? That's the full. What was that? What did you do to it? Lightning bolt. Oh, nice. All right, so 14 damage. There was no spell resistance or anything, right? Um, no. Because uh, the amulet gives me cool stuff with that, too. And that was lightning, right? So. <laughs> and it, it, that ignores damage reduction. Okay. Uh, yes. And Umlo. Gonna chuck uh, <laughs> the spear. Uh, <gasps> yeah, Umlo. Umlo's just gonna. Run! I think he's just going to try to get behind the wall because he's down to ten hit points already. So, <laughs> ah, oh my God. so Umlo goes for cover behind the wall and the rubble. Yeah, double move. Just double move. Yeah, it's crazy. Like double move just gets him there because yeah. this room is so huge. Yeah, and I'm out of third level spells. I can't haste us because someone kept oh, the yeah. pearl of power for themselves. This is the right. one, two, third combat since you guys have rested. This this is old school. Old school <laughs> RPGs. No resting. Uh, Alright, round one official. Baron. Uh, Baron is going to move to the other side of the wall. Uh, he is trying to use their environment to the advantage in the same way that they did uh, at the top of that uh, Drake Spire. Uh, if we let this dragon continue to fly, it has the advantage. So he's going to double move to join Umlo. Uh, hold on a second. Umlo can't double move in a surprise round, so he can't. He does. Well, he can. He can move twenty feet, right? Yeah. Well, that's enough. That's, that's oh. Enough. Yeah. All right. So Umlo just gets as far as he can. Yeah. Uh, and then Baron, you're going to start. You're going to actually outpace Umlo if you double move around. It is difficult terrain over the rocks. 
So Baron. So Baron get. is uh, right there, and um, he puts his hand on his dragon's breath uh, pistol. Ah. All right, yes. so Umlo takes off, makes his way out there. Baron follows while reaching for the dragon's breath pistol. It is now the dragon's turn. The dragon. What does the dragon do? What does the dragon do? Coo, 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 coo. All right, the dragon will swoop in <laughs> and land next to Della and uh, Nestor. Um... And it will attempt to cleave. First attack on Della. This is just a bite that is going across both of you. First attack on Della. 20 to hit. Hits exactly. Hits Della for... 22 points of damage. Oh, oh my god. Since that hits, it then goes to do the same to Nestor. Uh, yeah, 30-something. And hits Nestor for 21 points of damage. Oh, so just... <laughs> this neck comes across. Uh, it does have... Let me see the reach situation. Actually, it only has five uh, feet reach, so it, it has to get right up in both of your grills. But you see this thing has... A mouth, obviously, has two wings, claws, and a tail standing in front of you guys. And it is now Nestor's Toyn. Well, Nestor's in really, really bad shape. Um, So, yeah, I think he's going to have to do a full withdrawal to... Get a picture of that screen. This looks amazing. <laughs> For all the trouble Roll20 cost me today making this, this is fully worth it. Uh, yeah, he's going to move around to the other side of the wall. All right, so Nestor full withdraws. If you're following along at home, Delanarn is by herself face-to-face with a dragon. <laughs> uh, and it is Della's turn. There's only one choice now. Shocking grasp. Shocking oh, grasp. Yeah. Star combat spell strike. What? Oh, oh, you are out of your mind. She's wild on demon's blood. <laughs> she is. <laughs> She's crazy on the blood. Swift action, keen and shock the scimitar. Swift, keen shots. Uh, it's gonna be a sixteen to hit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, Shit. multiple attacks yet? No. Yes, actually, that was the first. That was the shocking. Oh yeah, grasp. that was right. Right. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now this is just the regular... Natural 20. Roll to confirm. Uh, 18 to confirm, so I'm assuming. on the confirm. But max damage. Max damage on an unconfirmed 20, yeah. So that's shocking grass damage, too. So that's... 10d6 plus 4. What? But it's max damage. Yeah, it's max damage. So 64 points of damage? 64 points of damage. I have a... uh, Holy shit. I have a new drop for Della. For what? situations like this. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even know this. Do you want to turn down the sirenscape? This is for critical threats like this. Alright, so the first attack was spell strike, right? Yep. And then you missed on that. Missed. So now you that Swipe remains back charged, up with the blade. And you come up with the blade critical threat and do 64 points of damage? <laughs> oh yeah. my god. I mean, 
That is, I can't even, I don't have to tell you how enormous that is. <laughs> That's pretty big. That Holy is pretty big. Shit. He's so badass. Umlo. Umlo down to how many hit points? Uh, ten. Ten hit points. So Umlo retreats behind the wall. Yeah, he's going to just keep moving behind the wall. Okay, does uh, Umlo have any, like, potion of cure light? He's got nothing, right? I, yeah, I, I don't know if my thing is up to date. I'm I, pretty I don't sure. I don't think we've had any healing potions yeah. lately. Any healing potions. Della behind you, just a horde of dragon treasure. Yeah. It is now. Sir Will, the third level cavalier, on his trusty steed Lexington. Well, Sir Will's going to get in the fight uh, as best he can. He's going to uh, double move Lexington through the rocks and out 70 feet to the outer rim, past the rocks. Uh, unless, if you can tell me this, is there a path through the rocks yes, anywhere? Yeah, it's, that's, it's visible. On yeah, the, on so the that's screen, not yeah. difficult terrain. It's I just can the get rocks through. that are d- difficult, but there is a, a path through the middle. Baron took that path when he first came up. Yeah, okay, so he's going to charge through the middle. Out to the wind on the other side. That's turn. Awesome. See Della. Uh, really still very far away from him. This uh, is the first time you're saying this. You turn yeah. and see Della face yeah. to face with a large... Just imagine this. We're, we're hundreds of feet up on this, at the top of this cathedral <laughs> battling dragons. A dragon. Our a, first dragon. Our first dragon. Wind our whipping. first dragon. <laughs> yeah, wind whipping and this is, And... and um, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, Sir Will has this history with dragons. So as soon as he sees that dragon, he raises that... That pennant in the air, and he's just like, Highbury calls! Come to me, beast! (laughs) (laughs) And he's so tiny! (laughs) Round two, Baron Ashpeak. Baron, in order to get an optimal position strategically, is going to have to double move, and he's going to move immediately on the other side of the wall so that he can... Hopefully, bum rush the dragon when it crosses, uh, and hopefully, Dello will lead it our way. So, Baron, knowing the dragon axe next, <laughs> remains behind the wall. Uh, it is now the dragon's turn. There is one enemy in front of it in this the is... face of Delanarn. It has one, two, three, four, five, six attacks that it will be forced to lay out on Della. <laughs> Wait a minute. It was good to go out on a crit, wasn't it? Attack number one. Oh, God. Bite. Uh, 30-something. Hits Della. Just let me know when you go down. <laughs> I will. 18 points of damage. Claw number one, 24. Claw number two, 21. They all hit. Okay, so both claws hit. First claw, 17 points of damage. Second claw, 13 points of damage. I'm down. And Dell is down in unconscious. So it just goes, only doing half of its attacks. And Della is unconscious and dying. It turns to see Sir Will. And it cannot. It can take a five foot step. It can take a five foot step and uh, it will uh, do so. It will start advancing. It presents to Sir Will. Start advancing towards (laughs) Sir Will. Uh, Okay. This is extremely dangerous, because Umlo is basically out of the fight, and you have no healer. Uh, Nestor, coin. Um, I'm just, I'm going to delay. Okay, Nestor delays, waiting, waiting to see how this all plays out. Della ain't risking his life, I mean, Nestor ain't risking his life for Sir Will, or Baron, maybe Della, Umlo. Uh, Umlo is going... He's going to move around. He's going to double move. 
uh, to get around this rubble and get closer to Sir Will. Ah, okay. Going All right. up to his old knight buddy. Yep. Sir Will. Uh, trusty Steed Lexington, you have a straight line. All, almost didn't have a straight line because there's a crack in the floor there <laughs> that you'd have to, you wouldn't be able to do a charge on. Uh, what are you going to do? Knowing full well what that dragon just unleashed to Della. Yeah, uh, well, Sir Will is not the, uh, the running type, so he is going to charge at this dragon. Um, I'm just trying to get my number squared away here because he already used his challenge for the day. Yes, uh, combat so, four. Yeah, so he does <laughs> not. Oh, God, unfortunately, he does not have his challenge, so he's going to do a lot of damage. But hey, you know what? He has that pennant <laughs> flapping in the breeze. He points it down, sets himself. Lexington, if we go out this way, we avenge our family. For Highbury! <laughs> and he charges any... Uh, he's got to hit 27. Miss. Oh. What? And his AC is now lower from that charge, I believe. No, it's not. No. Oh. Miss on a 27. Okay. Oh, shit. Enjoy the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I hope you have a good time. Yeah. 27? Miss on a 27. And you are now face-to-face with the same kind of creature that killed your original family. Forget (laughs) not. Round three. By the way, this breath weapon can be recharged. Baron. Baron, you just saw Sir Will. (sighs) For hi, Mary! Rush past you. You see it from behind the wall. Sir Will, run past, and you don't hear the dragon make the slightest noise as if uh, the lance struck true. Uh, Baron says... You damn fools, lead him around the wall. And he pulls Dragon's Bane out. Uh, Dragon's Breath out. Dragon's Breath. The, perhaps the gun of his ancestors. Then he says, I have the tools, <laughs> we gotta take the time. And, I mean, that's his fucking turn. He pulls out his gun. That's a move action. Yep, yep, you don't have quick draw? Uh, I, no, I do not yet. Okay. And, uh, I'm not gonna move around this corner because I need to be able to take him to, uh, by surprise. If I can ready an action if he comes around the corner, I will, but I don't know if I can after pulling out my gun. Uh, move action. No. No, you're... That's yeah, your, I'm done. That's I'm done. Turn. And I'm ready to shoot him. It is the dragon's turn. Well, once it knocks Will unconscious, it'll most likely be making its way to you guys. Oh, <laughs> my time up exactly for when the breath weapon's ready to recharge. Uh, attack one on Sir Will. Um, 30 to hit. That is a hit. Hit Sir Will for 20 points of damage. Claw one. Uh, hits. Four, 12 points of damage. Claw two. Hit, uh, well, you tell me. Uh, oh, yeah. Any, these are all over 30. Claw two hits for 13 points of damage. Still up? Yeah. Tail slap. Just boom! Whips you with a tail. Uh, 29 to hit. Hits you with the tail for uh, 17 points of damage. Oh, man. Six attacks. You've got two wing attacks coming now. Just the wings coming. As this is happening, you just have to. It has to go through your head what happened to your parents. Is yeah, this how this it is, happened this to them? Is, this is this what horrible happens. Horrible fate. 18 to hit with the wing. Miss. Miss. And then the final wing. Uh, 16 to hit with the final wing. So the wings miss, miss. actually miss. And that's probably the worst thing that could have happened. You going unconscious would most likely have been much better. Nestor coin. Uh, I'm gonna move 
uh, back further down behind the wall, um, kind of away from where the dragon will presumably come around if he does. Ah, okay, so Nestor just backs up behind the wall. You've got this little chunk of remaining wall left. Uh, and you just back up, back up, back up. Umlo. Umlo was rushing around to see Sir Will. Uh, Umlo screams like, Dragon! It's terrible! He's going to kill us all! And he starts running. Double move. Uh, He runs, actually. He runs back to... Quadruple move. Yeah, back to uh, where Baron and Nestor are. And he comes back. As he comes around the corner, he looks at Nestor and Baron and he winks. Ah. <laughs> okay, Nicely and done. Uh, Sir Will just got slash, bite, claw, claw, a tail slap. Yeah, so I imagine... Does Della like, have to roll a stabilize? Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Della rolled a stabilize. Should have done that last round. I'm at negative two, so what is it? That uh, plus my 12, con? DC 12. Fail. All right, so you lose one. That was last round. Now do it again for this round. No, this is this, this round is this when is the first, first one oh, I Oh, this is the first round yeah. that you went. Okay. Uh, all right, so Della is bleeding out. <laughs> Uh, Sir, I just imagine him lowering the uh, lance, charging, hitting the dragon, and it just hits like natural armor or whatever, and does nothing. And he looks up at it, gets whack, 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 whacked, and just turns around and runs away. <laughs> leaving, full, wi- full withdraw. Full leaving, withdraw. Leaving Della to bleed out uh, in well, the open air. The dra- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm no paladin. Uh <laughs> So he I is, know how, which is Della's fault. I mean, he's trying to draw the dragon around to where the, you you the tell yourself whatever story it. you uh, need. All to right, sleep so in Sir that. Will bolts. Uh, Della, you actually do have to roll another heel check. I just didn't say your name last round because I knocked you unconscious. Then we went through that round. You should have tried to stabilize that round. Then it came back around. And he did that attack to Will. So, uh, I get, what do I add my con, my con modifier? No, yeah, yeah. So it's DC thirteen now. Fail, fail. So Della takes another point. So you're at negative four. Yeah. What's oh. your con? You're fine. <laughs> What's your con? Crying over there. Fourteen. Fourteen. So she got ten rounds until she's permanently dead. Yeah. So Sir Will bolts back. <laughs> Round four. You can hear a furnace burning within it. <laughs> Baron. Uh, Baron holds his action, and if this dragon turns around the corner, he's going to shoot it in the doggone face. Uh, <laughs> the dragon does indeed, uh, let's see what the dragon does. Jeepers, this is... By the way, the dragon does not have the same knowledge of Baron's intention as the dungeon no. master does, <laughs> just FYI. Uh, of course not. Like, the dragon came up, saw a bunch of people, saw some go behind the wall, some kept coming. So, I'm trying to think what the Baron... And Umlo just teased him. Or he said, we're all gonna die. Right, so the dragon is going to swoop towards the middle... Did you ready an action, or did you hold your action? Yeah, I'm ready an action. When he gets within range of my weapon, I'm going to shoot him. Right there, he is within range. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom city. <laughs> That's touch AC range with dragon's breath. 27 against touch AC. And that is a hit. Kill it. And Kill don't it. forget, so well, this is dragon's <laughs> bane, so, so you get oh, plus oh, 2d6 okay. against... I know. That's awful. Uh, that's 18 points of damage. And that's with the, uh, the extra 2d6? Yeah. Yes, sir. Rolled, rolled very badly. <laughs> very poorly. Yeah, I should have stayed with that old double-barreled pistol. 18 points of damage, and it just... 
And uh, Baron will... Well, no, he's done. I'm yeah. glad you got to use that, though, before we TPK'd. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> you know, I... I um, I kind of envy Lork right now. <laughs> Lork's in a good spot. Uh, <laughs> got healed up. He's got a dagger. Yeah, All right, so you be fine. you interrupted its movement. Uh, it was flying when you shot at it, so it continues turning around and lands right in front of you, uh, Baron, and does a bite attack. What? Uh, Thirty-four to hit. Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm checking my sheet. I'm checking. I'm- all right. <laughs> 18 points of damage. Just, just bites at Baron. Wow. 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 I was worried that uh, one creature wasn't going to be enough for you guys. It's going to put six dragons in there. No. Hey, guys. We're having fun. You know, you know who uh, we kind of want we would need right now? What this combat needs a little bit? <coughs> a little razzmatazz. <laughs> Raz. You, don't even, you guys don't even know that fella. No, we don't. That crazy little fella. Uh, all right, so this thing lands just... It's on top of all the rocks, just biting at Baron. And it is Nestor's turn. All right, so Nestor lines him up with the many shots. Uh, study target says, I've got you now, you bugger. Uh, fucking no, he doesn't. Uh, first attack is a miss. Second attack is... Uh, 26, that's a miss too. This thing is just like, its head is whipping around, Baron, as you see it in front of you. Like, <laughs> um, and it is Della's turn, just arrows come whipping past Baron's face. <laughs> okay, she made it this time. So Alright, so Della stabilizes at negative four. four. Umlo. Umlo, you're ten feet away with ten hit points left. Uh, yeah, I'm low. He's got that reach weapon, though. You yeah, take a five foot step back and then attack him. Uh, he's right within the attack range right now. Yeah, five ten feet. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's just gonna, he's gonna attack. attack. Hold on one second. Come on, ums. Come on. Uh, he's totally ums. fine until that breath weapon happens. Um, 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 well, I mean, he has to roll a natural twenty. He has to roll a natural twenty to hit it. <laughs> so, uh, come on, I'm low. Bottle uh, <laughs> Nope. And nope. <laughs> Oh, no. Pokes at it vainly. So Umlo with heart spit. Oh, just, no. <gasps> I think it's safe to say Umlo never faced any dragons in the kitchens of Yanderhof. Ah, or so you would think. <laughs> he was. He makes a hell of a dragon. Dragon fin, steak. Dragon fin soup. Uh, <laughs> Sir Will, everyone is dying around you. Yeah. Um, well, this difficult terrain makes it impossible for him to charge. So he's going to. Almost makes it difficult. Yeah, he's going to make his way through the rubble. The one open spot to kind of triangulate himself on the dragon to find uh, an opening to charge. Where I'm assuming Baron's going to move and he'll try to try to charge when he can get a free shot. That's it. Yeah, he has to double move to get through the difficult terrain. All right, Baron, you're up round uh, four, I believe. Um, Baron needs to reload, and he does not have rapid reload, which would mean that reloading is a provocable action. Well, it's a swift action, so as opposed to a free action with my rapid reload weapon. Uh, so I can take a five-foot step away from him. That's true. I can swift action reload, and then I can enact up close and deadly. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right, Baron. Come do on, it, Baron. Baron this and you know what? Baron's going to spend his last bottle cap. Oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. Wow. 
You had a baker's dozen of those. Do you for see a while. the green sack, or did I spend all? I just want to make sure you I do get that it checked before out. I hand. I know I had. I went to the. Come u- away. I went to the urologist <laughs> this morning. Uh, do you see a green velvety bag on the ground, Matthew? I just want to make sure I have it. So, man, they balls are I use them all? <laughs> My brain hurts. I actually think you use all them of all. The- no, I have more. You're right. I do. I did use them all. So I'm just going to roll unprotected. Oh, there's another one. There's another <laughs> joke I can make. Uh-oh. This is rough. Is it this a misfire? It is a 13 against touch AC. I'm sorry, 15. No, I'm sorry. 16. 17. <laughs> 17 because of the dragon bane. I always wait with Grant. Let him get all those numbers <laughs> Thank <out>. you. <laughs> Plus that one. Plus one plus one. Is a hit. Yeah, do it. Come all on. right. Do it. There you go. That is 25 points oh, of shit. dragon damage. <laughs> all right. 25 points of damage. It is extremely hurt. <laughs> and you notice Baron. I mean, you're all... I mean, Umlo and Baron are within 15, 10 feet of this thing. And it's just like... <laughs> Relish, wonder, relish eating you alive, but yes, my master, yes, I will come. I will come and warn you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And he flies off oh. into the distance. Oh. No! That's, no. That's bad Does, news. Doesn't Sir Will get a charge of opportunity? Yeah, can I just keep <laughs> shooting at him while it he's going away? It was his turn, and he was knocked below 25 hit points, in which case he flees. And I can shoot at him. Uh, you sure can. It moves yeah. four. It moves two hundred feet away, <laughs> and you're behind the wall. <laughs> All right, do what you want to do. Do what you want. Just to do. show me how you could have hit it as it flies. No, just show me two hundred feet away. Well, I can. I can still. Sh- yeah, no, fine. That's fine. Troy, how's the weather in that ivory tower? <laughs> it's an ivory throne. It's gone. Della, unconscious and no longer dying. Sir Will on the edge of death. Umlo on the edge of death. Baron and Nestor not in great shape. Oh. The dragon whips its head around, is talking to itself or talking to its master, wanted to relish the thought of eating you alive, instead flees off. <coughs> Sir Will is going to ride around to the outer part of the tower where Della fell and uh, ride Lexington up to her, dismount... He gets off, he gets down in, in kind of a, a, a race to get to her and um, see if he can help her. And just as he gets there, he stops. And he looks down at her. And something crosses past his face. You've never seen it before. It's like he gives this like nasty look, comes over his face. And he pulls out his sword. And he's just staring at her. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) I don't even know where this is going, but there's our cliffhanger. Oh, man. You cut me off. Oh, my God. I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I I don't know where this is going to cliffhang. I don't think we have a cliffhanger. What is Joe doing? Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival. 
the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.